worst idea of all time, episode 34. Four. With myself, Tim Bat. Me, Guy Montgomery, and a very special guest. Hi, it's Dominic Corrie here. Very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, the Dominic Corrie. <laughs> uh, is it professional movie reviewer of... Yeah, you could say that. New Ze- well, you are. <laughs> what do you mean you could say that? It's 100% true. Well, you could say it because it's true, yes. Ah. <laughs> Touche. And you have his permission. Touche. Now, uh, yes, you're here. I felt if I agreed with that, it was being self-aggrandizing <laughs> okay, fair on some enough. level. Oh, so. you're such a classic New Zealander, Dom. Yeah, I know. I Just a bloody classic. Hold back. Uh, yeah, so... First thoughts on the movie, Dom. We've seen it 34 times. You've seen it twice now? This is my second time. I saw it out of choice the first time, because I do like Adam Sandler when, at times... Just I have eat that of... mic up, by the way, brother. There okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I had kind of... I was, I was... Before I watched it the second time, I was in a position of sometimes almost occasionally defending this movie to people sure because i had a kind of a mild affection for it just because it seemed to be the film at which everyone's cynicism about adam sandler kind of reached the tipping point and everyone was like boy he really doesn't make an effort anymore does Mm -hmm. he and it's kind of like well he hasn't been for a while you could say if that's your argument about his style of films but i always sort of felt like a slight defender of it because as i was saying to you guys before there's something kind of you can tell it's just whatever he found funny. Yeah. It's just his mates sitting around cracking each other up. There's something weirdly endearing about that to me. But however, having watched it again... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. See, this is like how <laughs> I, for years and years and years, kept defending the second two Matrix movies. And then recently, about a month ago, um, I watched both of them again over a weekend. And I was like, ah... Oh. They're terrible. <laughs> the right, like this whole time, I've been really. Uh, well, it's more that just I think um, I still have the mild affection for Grown Ups too that I had before. I just, it's not a film you want to watch again. <laughs> you know, it Try doesn't really it hold 30, up. Thirty-four times, my friend. So, yeah. what do you remember? What you were thinking when you walked out of the cinema the first time you saw it? I, I watched it on DVD. Do you remember what you were thinking um, when you? I were remember in thinking I snickered at certain points. These are the reasons I like the film. I like David Spade. It has a very prominent role for David Spade. Yes. Um, I find the, the whole idea of the fact that Adam Sandler films are just him sitting around with his mates cracking each other up, I find that weirdly endearing on a certain level. I kind of like the idea that he's only satisfying himself. He's yeah. not concerned about an audience or the executives or anything. It's just whatever stupid crap yeah. cracks him up. <laughs> and some of the jokes in Grown Ups 2, definitely, you can sort of think... The only reason that's in there is because it cracks Adam Sandler and out for you, no good reason. Can you do the Adam Sandler impression that accompanied that during the film? Uh, the, the Adam Sandler Just impression? Just the laughter where you went, <laughs> let's, oh. let's keep it in. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I, don't, I, can't even, I can't even remember. No, I can't, very do it of, I can't of, remember of doing moment. it again. But um, that's the beauty of having your own production company, I guess. You get yeah. to make those kind of shots about your movies and no yeah. one can tell you to fuck off. And he probably had, he probably has quite a lot of freedom, but the first grown-ups made a lot of film, made a lot of money. and This one made a shitload of money too. Yeah, so th- have they announced a third one? Um, okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, it, no, they haven't announced it, but it is almost certainly coming out in 2016, I think. So they're probably looking for a summer release. That's funny because he just signed that, that deal with... Netflix, Netflix didn't yeah. He? Four movie. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be part of that. Surely, um, the people. Absolutely, it will this. be. But but maybe Warner Brothers still have the rights to make the sequel to that or something. Or maybe what? Happy Madison. Well, that's it. the thing. I would think that for an existing franchise like Grown Ups, it's probably not part. It couldn't be part yeah, of that because yeah. and the Netflix. But like, as much as we talk about how they shat out this film, and they did. Like, 
it's probably was shot over a couple of weekends. I've seen 48 hour films with more artistic integrity than this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's about as plotless as films get. Yeah, but the Netflix forward deal thing, I think that they will be fucking phining it in. I think Adam Sandler will be phoning it in even more than he's phoning it in with Grown Ups 2 yeah. for those four movies. Well, I, I mean, He'll make them concurrently. He'll like run from one stage to another with his yeah, shooting. Yeah, because it's unclear if they'll even come out at the movies yet. Oh, I think people, it would... People are thinking that they might get a token day and date release. But yeah, you'd imagine that if they were going to do I would think they wouldn't, Dave. Why not? Because it's a Netflix deal, so surely the whole point or does is Netflix that you can... get to release. Yeah, it but first I think then... there's an argument to be made for a high-profile film like that might benefit from the awareness that a cinematic release generates um i can just i'm just but, saying that it hasn't yeah. they haven't come down either way like that right they, they haven't, haven't announced for certain that it's yeah. a netflix and, exclusive. And, and it would be beneficial like you'd say no but it's just about driving people to the thing for the exclusivity but um all of netflix movies came out at the movies first and that helps films become known about i guess you know? that's true i'm just saying there's an argument there for it probably won't happen but yeah it made me think that I can't imagine Warner Brothers wanting to relinquish the possibility of releasing oh, Grown Ups two, 3. You it's know? Golden Goose. But yeah, there's so little to it. It's it's taking that idea of Adam Sandler just sitting around cracking him and his, his friends yeah. up to the nth degree in that... What is so three little, or the uh, this one? This one. This film. Sorry, I'm back to the back to the film itself. It's hard to keep up. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you, move, you move at a lightning pace. Yeah, it's just uh, that's both what's endearing about it and probably what's kind of shit about it. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Though it does create a spirit, a very true spirit of, um, albeit very juvenile. Just, yeah, childish, infantile, very, idiotic humor. Very unfiltered. You are seeing the world through Sandler's eyes. You are yeah. seeing what Adam through Sandler tinted glasses. Yeah, and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the most awkward thing about that that as a style of comedy is now there are kids involved because he's a family man and yeah. so that's his world and so Children back when the exist yeah in this it's world. true it's true I, I as I was saying before I really liked that's my boy I thought that was a massive return to form for him but he's made a lot of stinkers recently and they've all got some horrible family vibe like just go with it and blended. bedtime stories blended, oh, blended yeah blended was the that. worst I, I saw that at the that. movies <laughs> that was, was brutal that, that makes grown ups two look like grown ups one it was makes that? grown ups one look like happy happy Gilmore <laughs> Jesus um, was that uh, Summer Hayek or was that Drew Cameron? Barrymore Drew that was Barrymore that's right that's the right. Drew Barrymore 
Jesus. I saw them doing an interview for that on the Allen show, and it was just not a good watch (laughs) at all. (laughs) And then at the end, they took a selfie. Drew Barrymore did a plug for her own Instagram on the Allen show. Come on, you're Drew Barrymore. You shouldn't be plugging your own Instagram on TV. That is kind of pathetic. That is fucking low. Yeah. (laughs) That is low. We're embarrassed to mention our Twitter tags on this podcast, (laughs) and this podcast sucks dick. This, um, this podcast yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. The, the biggest shock for me is that I was kind of like, oh, it'll be fun to watch that again because it's a crummy comedy and I have a weird affection for crummy comedy. Yeah, you do. And we'll be able to make fun of it with you guys. And so, and I was enjoying it like that for about the first hour and 10 minutes, but I just had forgotten how long that party scene is. It just goes oh, on and on. And I just <laughs> love the way this is. And then we'll, we'll culminate in a, in a big party when everyone's dressed up. Yeah, and we'll have and a fight. Yeah, there'll be a fight. <laughs> what was amazing to me is that you were watching it and then you realized the frat boys were arriving and there's going to be a fight. And you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the fight. <laughs> you were crystal. You, you were really upset, but it's hilarious to me. I thought we'd me. reached a co- climax by that point. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, where where is the thing that happens in the movie? Like, yeah. that's meant to be it. And you couldn't even remember that it existed in the first place. The things that I laughed at most the first time I watched it, like genuinely laughed at, I thought a lot of the frat boy stuff was quite funny. Just the um, the overly doing the the, the handshakes and stuff sure, like that. Sure, there's humour there. Yeah, and I laughed at a lot of David Spade stuff. I think the stuff with his son, it's just weird enough to be funny a lot of the time. This is why it was good to have you for the watch, because Guy and I have lost not only perspective on the, the movie, but reality generally yeah. as yeah. a result of this thing. Um, so it's good to bring in a, it's sort of I, a yeah, defender. I, well, that, you actually, at one point, Dom, when I was watching the movie, I you your perception on how you were watching it, or just the way you explained it to me, actually altered the way I was looking at the comedy for about 10 minutes, and it was a much more enjoyable film. I think that you had, a, like relative to us, I think you were having a pretty good time watching that. <laughs> Except for the last half hour, that was kind of miserable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as, 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 interesting you mentioned reality, because I think... Um, you know, these films, they do not pl- take place in reality. They take place in some weird sitcom fuzzy land, like even more so than other Adam Sandler films, which right. stop short of having Family Guy-esque cutaways. Just. Um, He's but- gone quite fantastical with this one. Like, there's some real cartoon elements to yeah. it. Like, the bit, the, there's a particular sequence when the tyre starts going loose and running through the town with David Spade's character true. inside of it. That All is a of, real Simpsons couch lo- A lot of the vibe. physical jokes... Um, sort of would kill most of the people involved. Yeah, man. Like, they kill Nick early in the film. <laughs> like, very early. They break his neck. And First of all, they hog time to the top of the bus, like, hanging down, like some sort of vampire man. And then they drop the rope. Kevin James drops the rope as he, his he entrance. Lands on, yeah, he's been right. bullied by himself and he wants to make an announcement when he comes into the bus. So he's like, all right, what's up, motherfuckers? Bam, I'm going to drop somebody <laughs> on their the, neck. Pulls the rope. Nick drops onto his head and from then, about a half a meter forward. In a game, of, killed in a game of one-upmanship, Adam <laughs> yeah. Sandler takes the bait and goes for it by accelerating the bus and saying, watch this. As Nick, Nick Swartzen's neck collides with the back of the yeah, bus. So his body travels down the entire mm. length of a school bus and then smashes into the rear of it, which would break his neck again. Like, if there was any hope of him being alive I, from I, the I, drop, I, he's I, dead now. Yeah. And Anlis, Adam Sandler's response to this is Lenny Fader is, you got to respect that. <laughs> That's what he says. That's where we are some, now. Some, some uh, shallow part of me enjoyed the physical comedy of his body sliding down and hitting, the, hitting his head. <laughs> I did. I snickered silently. Did you? though for a moment 
like did you let the reality seep into that the, the kind of medical well what i think about when that ever happens that. is i think this is what they're probably doing to nick swardson emotionally in real life <laughs> when he it's hangs out metaphor. with them <laughs> and so i feel like that's an effective cinematic representation of the way he would be treated well, now, here's here's something interesting do you know that nick swardson's character is supposed to be the brother of rob schneider's character from the first grown-ups film they just never mention it. Yeah, it's it's, just, but how, did, the, how do you know that? It's in like the synopsis and stuff. They've oh got it in a lot of the gosh. promo material, but it's never referenced whatsoever in the film. Now, we, we were discussing earlier why Rob Schneider wasn't involved. You saying because he got lowballed in the offer. Did you read that? Did you hear that? It's just, well, you just, it was, that's no, that's no, what I've heard through the grown-up shake. It was a grapevine. Shake a line. lot of people send us articles through the Facebook page, and so we read quite a lot about the Actually, you know what? I think I read somewhere that his wife was about to give birth, and he couldn't go away from her, which to me sounds like something you say yeah. when you said no and called their bluff and then they, they made the movie without oh, fuck. you. The timeline does fit, though, because you already does have at least one young kid. Yeah, I thought it might have had to do with that sitcom, Rob, that he stars <laughs> so in. Did they, okay, so you were telling us about the same Rob. Time. Rob! That was, his, <laughs> was an exclamation mark in <laughs> the you, title. Thank you, Dominic, for the correct <laughs> pronunciation of Rob! Uh, God, that's retarded as well because it's such an interesting monosyllabic name to put an exclamation on. Yes. Rob! It wouldn't yeah. be, it'd be like, Chris! That's kind of cool if it was Chris Rob. It's true. But it's uh, Rob! Oh. Yeah, but Rob Schneider is such a massive personality. You just got to put an exclamation mark I guess on I'm there. in a better position to judge whether or not the film suffers for his absence because you haven't seen the first one right that's no, right sir. not once but you have seen him turning up in all those other Adam yeah, films do you I think he brings it. something I love it I love it when Rob Schneider turns oh, up oh yeah if we rip were, his fucking head off if, you can do it yeah. he's great he's great you can do it is like a classic catchphrase from my formative years there's got to be an actual it's prop. it would seem weird that like all of Adam Sandler's films are about giving his buddies jobs mm. it would seem weird that that then negotiations would break down. Yeah. Oh, there's been a falling out, man. Because the thing with Rob Schneider is that he is very, like, Buddhist. He's, he's um yeah, like he's been practicing Buddhist for at least 15 years. Buddhist. He's been practicing Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> he's been practicing meditation, like very intense forms of meditation for a very long time. And he's very into the philosophies of it and stuff. And he's he's actually fucking nutty because cause I interviewed him, which is how I know about all the kind of Zen shit. Oh, when but, he came over. Yeah, but if you... Um, uh, yeah, he did a gig. He did stand-up yeah, here. He did a stand-up he, show, he which I didn't go Seven to. Seven Sharp. Did he? Yeah. Mm. That's odd. That's so low. (laughs) Um, But um, where was I going with that? You interviewed him. You interviewed Rob Schneider. You know there's a rift between him and Sandler. He's a Zen master. You think there's a rift between Rob? Nah, fuck, I have no idea. You know, he recently had got a bit of gotten a bit of trouble he got fired from a, a lucrative advertising gig quite oh recently. this is what i'm saying yes and it links into what i was going to say what was it to do so with it? he was talking about um he is a big believer that vaccines are vac- causing he's autism. a vaccine guy yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's yeah. into a lot of that kind of shit and he's very <laughs> vocal about guys. it online and he was something like the spokesperson like i think he might have been a hired voice or something for a for a medical company in the states because of course america <laughs> and new zealand the only two countries that can advertise medicines to consumers and in america it's like huge industry and he's the voice, I think, of a vaccine producer. Like, you know, if you follow up the chain. And then he's coming up with all the shit online that has mercury in them and they're just like global <laughs> population programs yeah. by the elite and shit. And then they fired him and he was all like, what about free speech? And I'm, yeah. I'm oppressed and Yeah, yeah. Stuff. He's insane. But in kind of a grand... Did you miss awesome him way. in this film? Well, well, we can't say, can we? 
Oh, oh do well, you just, just mean just like do you sit there going, wow, that scene could really have done? I don't. I, do, I would never think of this film that there's one thing which could come in and fix it. <laughs> but <laughs> but if I, there was, but like now that you bring it up, I wouldn't mind. Just if they chuck in a bit of Rob he's, Schneider. It's actually kind of the grossest part of the first one because the whole gag is that he's got like a 65-year-old girlfriend. He's got this really old wife. <laughs> That's he's kind always, of funny. He's always pashing her. And oh, really? Yeah. That's quite a good gag. Um, so your, your question really is... is I've got a film a- to recommend to you, Tim. Yeah? Grown Ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. After watching the trailer for Grown Ups 2, the cinematic trailer, which features almost precisely zero content that made it into the cinema release wow. version of Grown Ups, wow. there's, they've actually got some Grown Ups jokes in there, and they're like, they're, they're, they're all right, they're good. I giggled. <laughs> Oh, oh, from the first one? Yeah, the kid says... Um, the, uh, the adults are talking about getting wasted. The kid's over here, so Adam Sandler tries to cover for it. And he says... Uh, the daughter says, what's getting wasted, Daddy? And he says, it's when you have too much ice cream. So then the kids start going, I want to get wasted. Yeah, I want to get chocolate wasted. One. That's in the trailer for part two. Yes. And that like quite a so lot of bizarre. it. <laughs> yeah, so about of the two-minute trailer for Grown Ups 2, like, you know, 15% of that is um, Grown Ups 1. And, and a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the... Deleted scenes. That's very common in with comedies, own. eh? Yeah, I, I actually think there's there's issues around false advertising with that because one instance where that happened that really annoyed me was the dictator. That recent Sasha Baron Cohen film. Mm. There were heaps of jokes in the trailers that weren't in the film, and it's kind of like it's one thing to have your trailer fulfill a role greater than just a preview of the narrative but if you set up a scene then that scene comes along you're like oh cool that joke's coming that i like you're sitting there waiting for it and then it never comes you're like what's happening that ha- there was about three of the biggest laughs in the dictator trailer just aren't in the film shit that's and weird i actually think i actually think that's false advertising okay good point let's let's do something point well made it. we need to we need to get into our segments yeah oh, we yeah. do cuz um we've only got Roughly ten minutes left. I could talk about this film for hours. I know. <laughs> I don't doubt it for a we second. Do a I'll second just say part. one last thing though. I think I kind of made this point earlier, but the reason I kind of felt a little bit of protectiveness towards it when I'd only watched it once until I was subjected to it a second time, and I no longer feel overly protective towards it, yes. was that as I said, it seemed like the film that people decided they were going to just call Adam Sandler out for what he's doing. Like, can you believe what he's doing now? When it's kind of like, he's kind of been doing that for ages and that's always been a shtick. I think in a weird way, he's kind of been true to himself. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Okay. Um, and I just, it's always, uh, I like to fight cinematic snobbery sh- at every turn. And and people, it's very easy to be snobbish about oh, Adam Sandler completely. films. But, uh, what I you've mean, always kind of said, I'm paraphrasing, but your whole vibe, Dominic, is that you've got to assess a movie kind of on its own terms. Totally, you've got to meet a film on its own terms. You got to, you ca- it can't be about what you want from a film, it's got to be about what that film's trying to do. Yeah. And, um, and, and I mean, that's not the only way to see a film. I just, if you're say, trying to assess a film. E- even with that philosophy and approach, Grown Ups 2, at a minimum, has an incredibly confused tone. Oh, it's a, it's a bad film. Look, it's a mess. It's not, it's, it's a total mess. It, there's, there's, there's no through line. It just, it reeks of laziness, as, as you say. Like, I just, um. Someone sent us an article this week suggesting that there was no script when they started shooting. Yeah. That's highly Like that believable. Adam Sandler has come it's, out and said, we ad-libbed the entire film and then released it as a movie and made $180 million yeah. off it. 
it kind of reeks of that. And but there's also kind of something weirdly maybe awesome about that. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. I can see he's he's making the audience come to him. He's saying, yeah. I was I'll say I'm going to give you I'm going to give you exactly what Adam Sandler thinks is funny. <laughs> yeah. And if you think it's funny too, then come on down. Someone just adapted Friday night at Adam Sandler's house into a movie. <laughs> it's like what most people turn into a podcast. He turned into a blockbuster summer. Yeah. It's it it has the, the 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 production value aspects of it are what a sitcom does when they have like a very special episode. It's like yeah. and there'll be a party and costumes and we'll have the musical a, episode of any sitcom. Yeah, or like, like this is or the like the, the two part the family goes on holiday special and then there's a bit with a quarry jumping. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's very innocuous, but I also like right. it reminds how- me of like a weird Happy Days special <laughs> yeah. where they got out and did something weird. For yeah, an episode yeah, or two. and also just it's always fun in Adam Sandler films spotting the nepotism, you know, spotting the people he's <laughs> yeah. grouped. But this film is constructed entirely of favors or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, of just helping out past. Friends yeah, and yeah. You, you you theorized during the film that everyone who had a core role got to bring along four friends. <laughs> yeah, and and they all got to have speaking roles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in the Sopranos they talk about uh, no works and no show jobs. It's like these are a bunch of no work jobs. You just got to be there. And you it's get like paid. normally you get swag from these movies if you're in like yeah. a certain tier of the cast, but in this, this you movie your swag it. is you get to bring two mates who are on screen <laughs> yeah. for a portion of it. It's I reckon the, and the other extras will won like walk on roles from radio competitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably oh shit yes thanks for reminding me. Um, so Grown Ups Two has a link to a front page story on the Today's Herald. Um, which is a massive scam that's being, <laughs> being run at the moment where there's this casting agent guy who's created this like conference thing where a whole bunch of teenagers are being promised that they're going to get introduced to like Disney producers and things like this in America. <laughs> so the first thing you go to is free and then the second level is you pay them eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> I, I, I heard ads I've heard ads for that ads. Like, do you wanna be in Hollywood, you know, but but the, the service they're offering is like we'll assess your ability. We're talent it's scouts. Fucking mental, bro. It's such yeah. a scare. And anyway, so Will Wood actually, who's a fan of the podcast, he um sent me this a while like earlier this week. He sent me a link and he's like, bro, check out the scam. And I was like, this doesn't smell too scammy to me. But he sent it to me specifically because they quote the fact that some of the casting directors from Grown Ups Two oh, are involved in this shit. thing. So they're like, we'll introduce you to the um, casting director of uh, some Disney movie and some fucking other thing, and Grown Ups too. Grown Ups too, who are particularly adept in casting people who paid for the privilege <laughs> as opposed to have actual talent. Exactly, and that eleven thousand dollar package that they're like selling to the, <laughs> as many people as they could get gets the kid over to America and like one parent, but not the airfares. So I don't, they like look after one parent or something. But it's f- anyway, it's fucking mental, and uh, the hero done like a front page expose on this thing <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's, it's it sounds like real nice old school scammery yeah. <laughs> it's kind of charming like a return to a very analog form of yeah scamming like people. something out of the sting or something it's kind of like ah. Oh. <laughs> and the guy had such a great quote as well they said like dude this really smells like a scam and he said I don't understand what's a scam. It's a real date. We have a real venue and we put on a real event. And if people don't wish to come to the second one, they can go about their wonderful day. That's literally what he said. They can go ama- about, it's amazing. They can go about their wonderful day. 
Yeah, a, a glorious story. Anyway, okay, so we need to rip into the first thingy, which is um, the Steve Buscemi mystery tour, which you corrected me in the film. Steve Bus- Buscemi. Okay. Buscemi. The- Buscemi. And Matt Groening. Yes. Matt Groening is the creator of The Simpsons, not Groening, Groening. Um, Buscemi. I'm a pedant. <laughs> no, it's good. We're all learning, mate. Hey, I just here. noticed something with the pause screen, so I don't interrupt. You know how you pointed out how one of the frat guys was Jared Sandler, who's obviously the nephew or something? Yeah. Just the credits him, are behind us, just yeah, by Just the way, above folks. him, Chris Tatone. Tatone is Adam Sandler's wife's maiden name. Oh. So that's some other nephew, too. Jesus, <laughs> you've been dropping some knowledge throughout this movie and podcast. Ooh. We appreciate it, Dominic. Um, the Steve Buscemi mystery tour is where you have seen grown ups I have I can't remember forgot. the injury yeah so so now from the clues that you're given 40% feeling in his body the touchdown um, is he talking thing. to Kevin James when he's talking to Chris Rock Chris Rock oh right oh yeah that's right yeah. I was going to say maybe Kevin James fell on him mm. is that a good guess is that an obvious guess could be it could be I don't get how the um the the, the, the touchdown symbol what does this play? And maybe lies the fun of the segment because I know that basketball creative plays a role in the first one. Okay, okay, okay. There's a whole thing about it's so funny how they do the stupid thing with jumping into the pool mm. because a lot of the comedic value of the first one is uh, swinging into a lake. <laughs> it's like oh, they really evolved that gag. Um, I think it might be something to do with that. Right. Where, um, this is just a guess. Where like Kevin James comes off and lands on him or something. That would be similar to the theory that I posited, I think, in episode 29, Prawn Salad. Uh, that I, it was, I have it was, no memory. It was something to do with Steve Buscemi uh, hitting the water in a funny way because right. everyone in this movie jumps with such bad technique. I was right. like, well, maybe he was at the lake in the first one and he fucked up his jump so this and then he actually game. got injured. So it could, if it's a rope swing into water. No, and maybe, you, maybe someone, when Kevin James landed on him, someone was like, touchdown, because he like landed on him. No, but he says. I, uh, I like that. But I he like says, that. But I he like says that. that his arms have been held in that touchdown position. For two years. For two years. Oh, right. Because he ends up in a cast, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, so, yeah. so, he's, oh, so I think it's very safe to assume he's in a cast that has locked his arms in the touchdown yeah, yeah, position yeah. for a very long time, and now he's still only got 40% feeling in his body. So uh, based on those two medical clues, like, go house MD on us. And uh, I'm going to go back to Kevin James fell on him. <laughs> that would be so funny if it's true, because like it's just... The same, the same game. It wouldn't surprise me. I'd just be like, yeah, good on you, Sandler. You win this round again. All right. Uh, on to the next segment as we as we whip whip you for a tour around the worst idea of all time. Uh, Paddy Schwartz. Party time. It's Paddy Schwartz. Party time. It's party time. You guys are referring to, to, to Pat Schwarzenegger. That is correct. Patrick, friend of the podcast. I call him Pat. I didn't know how to spell his name one time, so I wrote it down in my notes as Paddy Schwartz. Guy took one look at that and cracked the fuck up. <laughs> and ever since then, a segment was born. And a nickname. I follow Patrick. him on I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to follow him after this. You should. Uh, I revere his father, so yeah. I'll, 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 I'll do that just to support Arnie. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, so yeah, the segment is: Do I have to? I have to pick my favorite. This is Pat, simply Pat Schwarzenegger moment. Absolutely, that's what we're after. Um, well, there were two bits where he outdid himself with lamelessness, uh, lame fullness rather. Uh, when he's following the the you know elaborate handshake gag, yeah. and he's kind of following with his head. He's been instructed to follow the moves of it as if he's enjoying it by the director. Yeah. But he's just basically kind of acting like a hummingbird, sort of moving his <laughs> yeah. head around. Yeah, he reacts to every and second of yeah, it. Yeah, and he kind of just... It's almost like he's he's watching Tinkerbell fly around. Right. Something he's like, oh, oh, oh. It would be and, cool to isolate him in like a gif and then throw him in a different scene. Yeah. Like they did with that, you know, that flying bagel with the hockey player. Have you guys seen that? Sorry, I'm off, I'm off track. <laughs> anyway, he did that twice. And the second time he did it, I think I appreciate it more because he looked even stupider. And he was just sort of reacting too quickly. So that, that's going to be my favorite moment. The second time, he's following along with Milo Ventimiglia and uh, Jacob Lo- uh, Taylor Lautner. Sorry, he played Jacob. Oh, you've revealed um, your Twilight <laughs> colors, man. Yeah, I just, call him T- I just call him Jacob. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, when he's following along with the handshake and he just looks like a dick. He's probably thinking, all right, your dad's Arnie. You gotta nail this, Petty. Okay, I I. just don't don't oversell it. Don't undercook it. Don't oversell it. Just get it just right. Okay, here we go. Here comes the action. Okay. Whoa, oh, hey, what's happening? Whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa, oh, oh, hey, hey, whoa. hey. I've got a question for you guys. Do you reckon that Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider are going to be able to patch things up so that he can get into three? <clears throat> Presuming that there's some kind of beef going on, because there's no official story about beef. I feel like if they had bro- if they had had a falling out, I feel like Adam Sandler wouldn't mind saying that. So I'm I'm still do you reckon not entirely I convinced think Sandler, that the, a- that something bad happened. I'm still I'm still fifty one percent believing that there was just scheduling issues. There's a I don't. This is based on nothing, and especially his films. But I think Adam Sandler's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah I don't same. know why. I don't know why because there's a lot of evidence I think he's a nice guy no it's it's similar to what Dominic was suggesting before that it's just him with his friends like you know he looks like he he comes across like a nice guy because yeah his friends are in all his movies yeah yeah his friends are some of the best parts of this movie do you think that's a false flag thing 
like I've been tricked into things. No, no, no. I think, he, I think he might actually be a nice guy as How well. How can right. we assess the niceness of a celebrity anyway, you know? Like, whenever you hear that apparently some celebrity is an asshole, I always think, well... How can, you know, there's probably oh, always wait. someone who's going to say that about <laughs> yeah, them. Exactly. You know? And there's always one incident where you would fucking, yeah. you know, someone was tired and they no just No one would hold up to that level of, level of scrutiny. It was like um, Justin Timberlake's in the country who was, oh, Miley Cyrus, who came the other day and the paper was like, oh, she, you know, um, uh, ignored her fans at the airport. And it was like 30 people. I was like, maybe she's had a fucking long day, oh, man. She's God, on tour. Yeah. That's like, the, the, I fine. remember the worst beat up like that was like, years ago some ter- shocking story about Peter Jackson had bought property in some area and they'd found some local who was like he could have come down and shouted us all a round of beer at the local pub oh fuck <laughs> you like, man oh my god well, the guy is the guy is technically right that is something that Peter Jackson could have done <laughs> I mean, he could have done you can't fold it was what just a, the, to- the, the tone the tone of the article was wrong the guy was like, <laughs> saying I'm just saying he could have done that you know? he also could have done <laughs> a lot of massive hot air balloon yeah, yeah. and started his own hot air balloon festival called yeah. the Peter Jackson hot air balloon festival um, I'm surprised that Arnie lets a guy that skinny walk around claiming to be his son that's someone that I pretty oh. sure classic Arnie hey. would call a girly boy listen Arnold <laughs> loves all his children legitimate illegitimate here and far he's a lovely man he's a family man did we see um, Patrick Schwarzenegger's legs in that film because you know that was his Arnie's classic weak spot as a Mr. Universe competitor were his calves is that right he was he was yeah he always he never had big enough calves. Well, it turns out he eventually did have big enough big enough calves. Oh well, that was that was just I mean in that terms of him being yeah, one late night the main right. That was is, that was his flaw if he had one. If you like Arnie's such an inspiration. He's such an inspirational figure. If you ever hear him talk, I've heard like extended interviews with him. There was a real good one. I on love that. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's ju- he just sits out to do guy. shit. Arnold, Arnold, Schwart- Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a super clever man, and he just like he's very self aware. Who's a fucking governor of California? Like you cannot be anywhere near a dummy and pull that off. I don't know. Like an academic I'm not concerned about his intelligence level. He I made, just think he's awesome. He he's made so lots awesome. of money off this, of construction I'm, when he moved to yes, America. Probably, he sold, yeah. did, someone, did someone say this theory on the podcast before? He started a, a building company called European Building. It was like he put the word European in front of what they were offering. It was just normal building. Yeah. But at a much higher price. Right. Because there were these good-looking European, European guys building your house. It's like gourmet building. Yeah. And he made a shit ton of cash, and that's how he got his yes. start. God damn it. And his son can't act. And he can do anything. His son can do anything, too. I thought Taylor Lautner was kind of funny playing a complete jerk who's probably what he is like in real life. Did you buy him? Oh, I guess he's not acting. I don't buy point. any. You can't buy any. There's no. There's no suspension of disbelief at any moment <laughs> in that film. It's just, no. What about David a, Spade? It's, it's a weird how pantomime town. Well, he's what about yeah, Higgins. Um, David Spade is. He does have stand-up affectations to his acting style, but it suits sitcoms and it suits sophomore comedies like that. Man, imagine if David Spade did a dramatic role, like a like a. Punch drunk love kind of move. I would love to see that. Same. I think he's got pathos. Fucking, I'm with you on that. Um, We got to wrap this bad boy up. We got to put a bow on it. We better. um, We also got to just check up our shining Shining lights lights very quickly. Hard out. Hard out. I like Braden Higgins acting at the party. Braden Higgins was having the best time shooting all of the scenes at the party. (laughs) Braden Higgins' mouth is a gate. Literally the whole time, he's got one speed, and that is fucking happy. That was my shining light. Um, my one is also at the party. So uh, Tim Meadows' wife 
uh, Mary in the film. The character's name is Mary. Uh, is skiving off every time she's on screen mm. if she's not talking. She just she like is, is taking, taking the it piss hard. And there's a bit where they do um, when Adam Sandler is fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin or about to. And they're doing the walk off the in a circle. circle shot. What's that shot called, Dom? Where they do a, like a pan around the. Is there a name? I don't know. Whatever. Um, is there a name for it? There was there was, there was lots of editing in the shot that you're talking about. It's like, when they're doing the cir- like when you particularly do a camera and just run around in a circle around two people and I it's think like it's a, a circle shot. Circle shot. Me. During <laughs> that, um, so Mary is in the back and she's just like kind of waving at the yeah, cameraman, yeah. but she's Making, slightly out of focus. Little cat movements towards the camera. She does not care, and she's you can tell Tim Meadow because there's other bits where she's skiving off. And it's unbelievable that those were the best takes. Like, those are the ones that made it through to the movie we're watching. And you can tell that Tim Meadows is trying to be like... No, no, no. Tim Meadows is mailing it in as well. Not as much, man. She gets him a few times. She starts cracking him up as well. He doesn't instigate it, though, from what I can see. She's instigating everything. She's like Eve. I'm looking forward to looking up who that actress is. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. there's indeed, a, it was a she's the don't, don't say, Sykes. Don't say we didn't give you anything from this, Dom. There's indeed, a little indeed. treat for you. You can go home and Google that actress. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to look at the IMDb trivia page for this movie as well. Can't oh, wait. it's fucking barren, man. It's real anemic. Oh. We actually need to jump on there and add a bunch of shit for the. Um, <laughs> we are up to our eyeballs and grown ups, two facts over totally. here. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, Shining Light is like a bit you liked. Is yeah, do you have. Yeah, um, please. Uh, the bit I liked in this one. Trying to think of something I laughed at that I maybe didn't laugh at the first time. Uh, I can uh, give you some examples of when you laugh. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cold. The little baby's <laughs> yeah, saying but, that. Yeah, uh, but I've seen that a million times. I, no one needs to have that pointed out to them. Uh, I actually, I actually, um, uh, there was one line. What was it? It was a really bad joke, and I laughed, and then guy laughed at me for laughing at it. Where was it? Uh, I think uh. it was something that uh, David Spade said. Uh, oh yeah, when when they're on top of the quarry and they think they're, they're about to leave, and the frat guys aren't going to let them leave because they're going to make them jump off, and they go to walk out, and he's and he's like, no, don't go that way. And he's like, oh, what is there an elevator or something? <laughs> <laughs> Only Spade could have sold that line. Dominic Corey, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air having you yeah, on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, we've been yeah, we've been going deep into the rabbit hole. It's a and, tough and film to watch a lot, man. That those last. That last half hour have really you, lags. Film is your life. Have you ever seen a movie thirty four times? Uh, what, what, what's probably Commandos come the closest. <laughs> Man, great choice. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Do you think it's that anyone else in the world has watched Grown Ups too as much as Tim and I? Do you know what? I really don't. Would you say we are oh, the world awesome. record holders? Uh, I uh, yes, yes, unofficially. Awesome. Like, do you, yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm proud of that. Okay. Let's let's chuck a knife in this one or a fork <laughs> or a bow or something. It's done. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dominic. It's been a treat. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. And as always, uh, don't watch the movie. Good God, don't watch Like it. us on Facebook. See you next time. Bye. Uh, love every moment. I love every day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.